0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week Podcast. This is the Riot Act Podcast. My guest co-creator, Mark Humphreys.
1: Oh, hello there, James. How do you do?
0: Welcome, mate. Now, is it right to call you co-creator? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Riot Act?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll go with it.
0: (laughs) So now you're a character, you co-created it, co-wrote it, Mm -hmm. and you star in it as the central character, Campbell Parks.
1: That's right. So, wearing many many hats in this one, yeah. So, Campbell Parks is a character that uh, my co-writer and I, Evan Williams, created about mm, four years ago. Uh, we wanted to make a podcast even back, back then, and uh, we made a pilot and didn't really go anywhere beyond that. Then when we were working at the feed on SBS, we managed to do some sketches with the character, and Dan Illich, uh, who people would know from... In the day on Hungry Beasts, and then he was uh, showrunner on *Tonight*. He's done a bunch of things. Can of Worms, if you remember that. Um, he loved the character and said, can I pitch this around and see if we can get this to be something bigger? And we said, well, good luck. <laughs> and, and off he went. And, you know, Dan is that sort of person. He can get things done. And uh, he said, well, Audible would love a a pilot script and so we you know, revisited that character and they just sort of kept ordering scripts until they said okay now go and record it so so yes it's something that Evan and I created but then Dan Danilich came in and this is a, a gr- you know, team effort from all of us
0: I'm sure it's a very worthy podcast, but it was also at the right place at the right time, I guess, when Audible decided to make some investments in Australian content. Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I think there'll be a bunch of announcements. I don't know what else they're doing, but they've, they've already had some success with things like that. Uh, Mark Fennell's
0: It Burns Chilli, yeah. Uh, the Chilli, the
1: Chilli podcast, and John Saffron's got one, and there's, so I think there's going to be a bunch of stuff coming out. So yeah, I mean, for all I know, we we might be in a bubble. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but while you know. We'll, we'll make hay while the uh, before the bubble bursts, and um, uh, yeah, so it's a, it, it is a good time now because uh, I think Spotify maybe getting into that sort of space as well. I think and uh, a podcast one for all. I, I'm not sure what the situation is there, but uh, yeah, so that's that's exciting to see that Australia might be having its podcast moment.
0: Sure, the. Um... So, yeah, so it's an interesting model too because it's not really available for free, is it, this?
1: And it's, it's free with uh, the 30-day trial. So you've got to subscribe okay. to Audible, get the app, doesn't cost you anything. So you got thirty days to devour our three-hour podcast, and then if you want to, you can obviously unsubscribe. But you know what? I'm sure Audible would love me to say there's so much <laughs> terrific content. I mean, I've just been listening personally to uh, some Clive James. You know, okay, because Clive James you know narrated his own audiobooks, and just to be able to hear Clive's rhythms and have them, you know, it's 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 charming.
0: <laughs> so that now I'm I'm I haven't tested this out, but because I. I'm a prime Amazon Prime subscriber mm-hmm. and I get their that lets me what use their video service. Right. It also gives me two-day free shipping, I think, on anything I order <laughs> okay. Amazon. But it also seems like it might have given me a couple of credits for mm-hmm. Audible, mm-hmm. which means when I logged into Audible, mm-hmm. I had a credit there and I was able to use that Oh, good to purchase the write um, Act. Oh, right. Oh, good. I was so thought you were was about good. to say that you
1: purchased something else. But uh,
0: <laughs> I saw your show and
1: then I decided yeah. to purchase There was so the, much yeah, other good yeah, stuff yeah. there, yeah. Lazarus Rising by John Howe. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you for downloading it. <laughs>
0: So that could be a way for people too. They could investigate yes. that. It's, yeah. um, I'll be happy be with whatever, whatever
1: means you use to get yeah. to the Yeah, But company. you're right.
0: It's a, it's a great thing, audio books, and it's a great way to listen to books, especially yes. if you've got a bit of a commute. Yeah, oh, 100%. And it's 100%. often the author, not always. Sometimes it's better than the Sometimes author. Sometimes it can be better than the yep. actual,
1: actual author, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I must say I don't get a lot of time to read books, but I do uh, yeah, inject the audio into my ears.
0: Yeah. Now, the, um, you've had a pretty massive year. Yeah, haven't I guess you? So. I mean, yeah. I as had someone a... who's built slowly over the years, you've you've you work worked pretty hard. You work your socials. You, really, <laughs> you seem to be really on top of your game. Do I?
1: Oh, <laughs> I like the illusion that? That, that I'm maintaining. <laughs> uh, that's good to hear. No, but it, it mean, all
0: seems to have come together for maybe the last eighteen months, even. I
1: mean, things kind of got very. Ex- I mean, th- so when I was at the feed, it felt like Evan and I were building a kind of reputation, and and. and you know certain sketches were, were were doing well online and so that that was exciting and then but we we kind of burnt out there and so we decided to take some time off and Evan w- w- went, wanted to go overseas for a holiday and I wanted to spend some time with my son instead what happened was suddenly i get a call saying can you come in an audition to host a game show um and you know and then i became a game show host for a year with, <laughs> with pointless and so that was and so i think that sort of took things to another level suddenly i was being seen by people that I wouldn't have been seen before. Uh, And then the 7.30 thing happens, and so again, a bigger bigger audience, or at least a bigger TV audience, and the 7.30 thing seems to have been... You know, we had a sketch recently, this Greta Thunberg helpline, which went around the world and has been viewed... 20 million times, not that I'm counting. And um, so that 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 all feels quite nice. But I can tell you from from inside, from from my perspective, it, it doesn't feel particularly... Uh, <laughs> it feels like it's pretty slow, I've got to okay. say.
0: So. so was there... A, I guess my roundabout question is, was there a Mark Humphrey's media plan or have the, you just... I mean, uh, did you set out to be comedy and comedian what
1: was i um i think i always wanted to do comedy but i didn't i didn't have the courage to tell anyone so for years i just went and did other things i worked in a warehouse i worked worked in retail i i I had studied advertising at university i thought that's what i wanted to i I thought that was something that i could justify to my parents uh so i kind of delayed i put it off for years and years until eventually I, i realized i just need to at least give it a go and my first taste of this world was just being an intern on Hungry Beast where I met Daniel okay. and so that was sort of the start of that relationship. And um, But no, it was no, no, no sort of grand plan. I think I always wanted to do sitcoms. That was what I, what I loved about comedy. And I always, I still find it odd that for a country that watches, you know, if we think about the last few years, the number of Australians who watched um, Two and a Half Men or Big Bang Theory, I always sort of think, well, surely those same people would, would watch an Australian comedy. I mean... They haven't, but I keep thinking that it's going to happen. And so that that's still something that I'm interested in is that sort of half-hour scripted comedy thing, which is kind of where Riot Act comes in as well because that's, you know, it's, it's audio, but that's our sort of sitcom. That's our eight-part, half-hour sort of thing. Um, but no, there was no grand plan, and the only thing that sort of uh, where I kind of actively pursued something, if I can even say that, was just putting out a tweet two years ago saying, if they ever make an Australian version of Pointless, I'd love to host it. And uh-huh. then that tweet being seen by uh, Endermol Shine and, and them actually giving me a call. Wow. <laughs> so that was, uh, if, yeah, so to everyone out there, you know, if you've got dreams, whatever, just put them out there, you never you
0: never know. <laughs> well, let's talk a bit about Right Act. So Campbell Parks, he's not a very successful jock though, is he?
1: No, he's on at, he's on at midnight. On a station called Three Sixty, and when when you when you when the show starts, he's he's pretty run of the mill. He's taking calls about gardening tips and and so on and so forth. But a position becomes available uh, a- a- within the station to replace. Uh, Dave Janacek, who is a right-wing commentator, played by Tony Martin.
0: Yeah, not too many spoilers, please. Oh, sorry, I'm so. I'm spoiled. only up to episode two. Oh gosh,
1: I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> I should so actually think of <laughs> it
0: because it is interesting, <laughs> I think, for viewers. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to find out what happens. Yeah. Well, then so can you delete. So can,
1: can you cut this? <laughs> well, no, that's
0: good because that's a good way to set it up. I thought I was going to go as far as that in no, my. No, sure. And so, so yeah, he's on it. Midnight. Midnight uh, Talk Station. Midnight Talk. Three sixty is the three sixty referred. Uh, is there an in joke uh, there that was? That, I, that was. I should get. No, no, no.
1: I think that was Dan's idea. I can't remember what he. There are certain. There are certain elements in it where you just don't. You, you can't be bothered to argue the <laughs> point over it. So uh, sorry. I not that I have a problem with three sixty, but I think Dan had a clear idea of what he was referencing there. No, okay. I can't tell you. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. Good. Yeah. So
0: and then yeah, and the opportunity comes up for another time slot. Mm. Looks like he won't get it, mm. and then a, something happens. to to the, the person who was earmarked for that time slot? Uh,
1: so yeah, so there are, there are various people vying for it. So yep. we have some other commentators played by, one played by Gretel Colleen, who is just, she's brilliant. She's really funny. And uh, and a m- brilliant, uh, sorry, I keep saying brilliant, but a, a masterful voice actor named Rupert Degas, who okay. uh, you would probably, I, I mean, I couldn't give you his full bio, but I'd say there's a fair chunk of uh, radio ads that you would have heard with his voice. He's just So talented with what he can do with his... And he plays multiple characters. There's actually a scene where he plays two characters back to back speaking to each other and you wouldn't know that it was the same actor. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's sort of the start of the kind of drama of the show and then things kind of get out of hand from there.
0: Yeah, um yeah. Ben Fordham crops up in it at some stage. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, Hugh,
0: who actually works on a real life? It looks on a real shock yes. jock station. Yes, uh,
1: yeah. I'd, I'd love to know what he thinks <laughs> about the about the about this show. Um, yeah, no, we've had some. We were very lucky to get some cameos yeah. from
0: people. Hugh Remington, Sandra Sully from yeah. Ten, as you mentioned before. Tony Martin. Mm. Um, now, who's the girl who plays Michelle Lyme? Um, so, uh, Anjali
1: Rao so right. who was um a CNN broadcaster she and so she's she said that this character is very much uh has echoes of her own experience within Australian media being being a woman of color and and so she she was a real great discovery she was uh, Dan did all the casting and he uh, he's said that it's been it was very difficult to find uh, the right person for that role, but Angelique came in and, and has been marvellous. But, yeah, shes she, you would have seen her on Studio 10 and The Project and various other things.
0: Yeah, I used to love her on The Project. I'm sort of – she disappeared and I sort of was a bit well, disappointed.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think that's kind of – that's why I think this show kind of resonates for her of just, yeah, be, again, being a, being a woman of colour who has this incredible experience – But it's not necessarily valued in this in this country. Yeah. But I I don't want to speak for. No, no, of course.
0: But and as she crops up in there. What you can get for free is a podcast about Riot Act. There's like a promo. Is there episode? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you took part in it, didn't you? Did I the, the, Oh, the Dan has uh, Dan host, oh, right. and you get some people on the phone? Oh, it, of course. <laughs> Sorry, I remember this <laughs> I come back it's only, didn't it? it's only a week ago? Thank <laughs> thinking, God, What have I mixed oh, up? A week up with? a
1: week is a long time to show <laughs> Um the I've done so much in with my career since then. Uh <laughs> so yes, so for for so Dan has his podcast Irrational Fear yeah. and um
0: What's oh, an episode of Irrational it, yeah, Fear? It sort but, of okay, on, yeah, it falls
1: under that. Right. Um and uh, so yeah, that that gives a bit of a background about how we made the show, and you'll you'll get to hear Evan Williams, my co-writer, who never speaks. You never, normally he, he he's, you know, he is uh, he's been my collaborator for seven years. Couldn't do what I do without him, but he never wants to appear in sketches. He never he doesn't like his voice in it. He won't appear in still photos in a sketch. Um, so he's probably appeared twice in the, I don't know. Three hundred okay. sketches we've made, but yeah, you'll get to hear his voice on that <laughs> on that's that fantastic. podcast.
0: Yeah, because that I, I that's what I actually I thought I was downloading the first episode. Oh, I see. But right, what okay. I in fact was doing because it's linked, I think, to right back oh, okay. on on podcasts, some, some podcast platform. Right. I, I thought that. that was the first but I'm listening thing. oh, no, they're just talking about it. okay. But, but it was pretty good. There were a couple of audio challenges in that recording. It sounds, you probably haven't heard it back, I'm no. guessing, because <laughs> you take people on the phone and I think you were recording them off a speakerphone.
1: Uh, yes, Dan was holding his phone up yeah. to the microphone. Would I, would I be correct in assuming that did not work well? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, it, was, it was a
0: quite <laughs> ironic moment where you're speaking to the audio guru about <laughs> how good... He did a job on the series, yes. and, you uh, oh no. and you can't understand a word. It's very man. hard to um. Un- oh, some dear. of the other people, are, I think there's another call. Is it? Angelie. Um, Angeli. Yeah, yeah. You can understand her. She's her diction's very oh, good. she's got wonderful. And diction. she's okay. But yeah. yeah, it was it was quite funny hearing him talk about audio quality, <laughs> and you really. Oh, that's great. To hear I wish we'd like. written
1: that. No, that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a it's a good little episode. It's oh, a, good. Okay, and it just gives you some interesting insights into the whole thing. Um, I gather the, um, the the early reviews are stunning online, as five stars. You know, there's a whole bunch of five star reviews.
1: Oh right, so yes. that's um, well. Hopefully, they're not all just people who are involved in the show. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, the response so far has 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 been lovely. So I, I, I'd be very interested to hear what. Sorry, I, I, I hesitate. I was about to say, be interested to hear what people have to say. Don't let me know what you think. Yeah. I actually don't. <laughs> you don't care. I what? get enough. Well, it's just like Twitter is bad enough as it is. So. <laughs> So, um, but unless you've got something really positive to say, then yes, please, please get in touch. But, you know, the the response so far has been lovely because this is really not much like that, uh, you know, in terms of like an audio drama or an audio comedy, a scripted narrative comedy in Australia. It's, you know, they're pretty, pretty rare. And so I'd like to think that we've, we're carving out some fun territory that people will get into. And uh, there are some really, again, some really great performances. Dan Illich, actually, as the head of the network, uh, Nugget, uh, <laughs> is brilliant. is really, really funny. And it's based on certain executive producers that he's worked for over the years. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, think I think they know that he's based it on them. Yes. <laughs> he, yep. he, he worked for one guy he used to always say, Ball terror! So that's sort of Nugget's catchphrase, uh, ball terror.
0: And this must be getting, this is probably getting more publicity than any podcast of almost... Um in the last couple of years, because oh, you think so, yeah, oh, right. your celebrity, so, oh my god, and your your availability, I mean, you've been good enough to come in here. You, <laughs> you did the project last night. Yes, I guess you were down in Melbourne. Yes, that's right. Fly back this morning. I uh, flew like
1: back that? last night. Yes, oh, okay. I mean I, w- I would have stayed longer just to avoid the smoke of Sydney, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, no, had, that was that was wonderful. I, I'd, not, I'd only done the project once before when um, Pointless was announced, and uh, I uh, I had a marvelous time. It was a lot of fun, and did a little sort of quiz with the. Go check it out on Facebook and Twitter, and,
0: you know all that sort of stuff. Share <laughs> And it, I gather yeah. you're doing quite a lot of radio, right? I well, mean, a bit of radio.
1: Yeah, so I so I do. I now, I now do a fortnightly segment with James Valentine yeah. uh, where I talk about musicals, which is my other passion. Um, I yes, I deeply love musical theatre.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I have a separate Twitter account in addition to at Mark Humphries. I have one called at Mark's Musicals. So if you like musicals, okay. come over. And it's a place. It's a very safe space where there's just. Positive, uh, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> there's no negative vibes there. There's no such thing on Twitter. No. <laughs> so tell me the, uh, what's your voice like? Are You, can you?
1: Oh, speak? I'm more of a, I'm more of an efficient aficionado. Oh, yeah, uh, yes. so it's not but, a, you're yeah.
0: not a frustrated. Well, I mean, musical l- uh, star?
1: Don't get me wrong. If. Yeah, you know, If Alan Jones can be an Annie, then <laughs> I don't see why I can't do uh, a role. But my, my dream would be to get some t- vocal training and then have a kind of Burt Newton musical theatre career okay. where you play those characters who come on and do maybe two songs and then you walk off and, and you spend most of the evening. And you, in, half, in speak your, you, you half, half, half speak to the Yeah, exactly. You do the Rex thing. Harrison, you know, talk <laughs> on pitch kind of thing. Uh, that, that'd that be the dream for me.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. The, now, you mentioned um, sitcoms. Mm. Could Riot Act... Be adapted to a or the characters or the idea. Yes, I,
1: I mean, I, obviously, I, I, I think so, and that was the original thought. That when Dan approached us, it was I think he did try and I think he might have gone to networks or uh-huh. or to production companies. But um, yes, we'd love it to go to screen if if uh, possible. But also, if Audible wants a second series, where you know, we'll, we'll help to <laughs> You know, entertain any office. But yeah, no, we, we, we would certainly love to play in that space.
0: So it would sound like um, something that would be almost tailor-made for a streaming service. Yeah, too, I, perhaps, I, I, where it's... I, I think so. Yeah, you know, like a Stan yeah. or a Netflix or even. I mean, a-
1: exactly. Because if it's not if not the ABC, then mm. where are you going to get a scripted comedy up on TV here? It just feels like seven, nine, and ten. I mean, ten. I feel like is slightly more experimental. But seven and nine, I think, you know, they had like the Habibs,
0: but that that was about it, really. Well, the business has gone in a different direction. Hasn't yeah, it's it? it's reality, yeah, totally it's sport. Yeah, that's it, becoming the staple of free to air TV now. really. Completely. So, dramas are on the sort of the, like, yeah. the top shelf. Well,
1: before. I mean, even like Back to the Rafters is going to be a, that's yeah. an Amazon, Amazon thing instead of seven. So Correct. yeah, yeah. Um, so. Uh, yes i think a, a stan or a netflix if they're listening uh or an amazon or a, you know uh that, yeah we'd certainly be <laughs> interested in pursuing that
0: do you I mean you mentioned you sort of um you encouraged the uh the overture i guess to be a, a quiz show uh mm. a master mm. the um at, did your profile did you know notice- Sort of moving to commercial TV, did that put you in front of a lot more? I mean, were you starting? Was your managers fielding calls and stuff like that after yeah, that happened? Yes,
1: yeah, so I, I started. You know, people would come up to me in the street and say, "Excuse me,
0: are you Dr. Chris Brown?" And I go, "No,
1: <laughs> but I am. I am famous in my own right." Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, yes, it did. It did suddenly. I mean, I suddenly got to just. I mean I got to get go the logies. That was actually the big thing for me. I that was really all I wanted to achieve in in this career. So I I love the logies. And when I say I love the logies, I mean I hate the logies, <laughs> but I I love the potential of the Logies okay. And I uh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm someone who sort of you know yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with it and um, I've always wanted to go and I had a wonderful time at that first year on on the Gold Coast. And I wish they'd do a host again. I mean, if they ever think about doing having a host, I'm this is my, after the, my, you know, I put Pointless out there and it happened, I'm putting it out there. If they want a Logies host, you know, if they want to give Dave Hughes a rest from doing the opening monologue, uh, give me a call. Because, you know, you can go back and watch, like, when Mikhailov hosted or Denton and really had fun with what you could do with that sort of, you know, it's basically a, a variety show. Um, you know, and God knows we don't have any of that. So I, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, just, just putting that out of there. <laughs> but yes, Um yeah, so I, no, I certainly noticed... I mean, what was difficult was because Family Feud was so popular, um, I mean, even though obviously they ended it because the, the, uh, they weren't happy with the ratings, it was still, you know, 300,000 or what have you. And people had made that part of their lives. That was part of their routine. And so to suddenly be the person replacing, you know, th- what ended up being the gold Logie winner, yeah, you know, it certainly put me in the spotlight, but not necessarily in a, in a good way. You know, I know that a lot of... Family Feud fans were, you know, livid um, and, and let me know. I, <laughs> and so that that was one way that I knew I'd kind of reached into different territory. Um, but, I, you know, I, I was spotted in the Sydney confidential uh, section, you know, uh, we'll outside, no outside of Woolworth. So, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, you can't top that really.
0: <laughs> yeah. the, um, I'm glad to know you shop at Woolworths. So I'll look out for you down the aisles. <laughs> um, what was I leading to then? The, so who made Pointless, was it? That was Endemol Shine. Endemol Shine, Shine. Yeah. okay, okay. Did that feel like a, a big deal? Because that's a, probably Australia's best resourced production company. Did it, did it feel a lot different to maybe working... On the feed, yes. example? Yes, yeah, because uh, it was... Have people rushing around you and, and yeah, you sure everything's okay? Uh, 100%. And...
1: I mean, i <clears throat> at the risk of repeating myself because I've got one anecdote, but like the <laughs> first, the, you know, the first, you know, I, I finished at SBS on a Monday and I started at Channel 10 on a Tuesday and I went from SBS where it was open plan office and Evan and I sort of in a corner making our little sketches to suddenly the next day being at 10 having my own dressing room with a bathroom and all that and someone coming over and saying oh do you want your water cold or room temperature and just like this is you know not not, not in kansas anymore not in our anymore and uh so yeah there was an immediate shift and then being on the set which was you know with i can't even remember how many cameras now I, i'm i'm almost inclined to say 15 i mean it was it was it was massive. Versus, obviously, with our sketches, we're just with our shooter editor, Chloe, and she's got, you know, one camera, like, as you would expect. And, uh, you know, having a, a live audience in there and having wardrobe come in and measure up. And then, there's, you know, each day you would come in and we would do uh, five episodes a day. And usually you do two or three days back to back and you'd come into your, your dressing room and there'd be a, a a clothes rack of of 10 suits or 15 suits and just you know just be as I wore the same outfit day after day after day. So yeah, all of those things was just you know multiplied by you know by a hundred and so um, that was it was thrilling. I, I don't think it will you know I wouldn't be surprised if it never happened again in my life that I got to do something <laughs> like that, but I'm really glad that I got to at least experience that.
0: No, I'm sure you're, you're headed for even greater heights. But, I mean, look, you tick all the boxes. I mean, you've got the credibility of SBS. Mm-hmm. You've got the smarts of the ABC 730 mm-hmm. comedy slot. Yeah, the hair I mean, of Ray The Martin. credibility.
1: Yeah, that's what you're going to say? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the hair Ray, of Ray, and, Ray and I share a hairdresser. I mean, actually, a game yeah. show. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're into musicals. I mean, there's there's nothing you can't
1: do. Oh, oh, I'd love- <laughs> oh that's very <laughs> flattering. Well, maybe, yeah, I mean, now I'm starting to think I should try and turn the musical a musical game show or something <laughs> keynotes for the musical theater generation I don't know
0: so so for for the future for for 2020 the ABC's ongoing is that correct yes I think yes. it's
1: sort of like until we get it monstrously wrong uh- <laughs> I
0: think it's which I, is, <laughs> my, with all due respect, it's that works though, often for you. If you get it wrong, it's almost even funnier, isn't <laughs> sure. it? Sure.
1: <laughs> I always, but I do always think we're kind of one sketch away from being cancelled. So, um, yeah. So it's sort of open ended. So we'll, we'll kind of do that as long as they'll okay. they'll have us. But I, I, I must say I'm thrilled that they've stuck with us as long as they have because it's what been just a bit over a year now, and you know it, it was something where yeah they had not been satire on seven thirty for a few years, and. You know what had been there of course was Clark and Dore, which has this mm. phenomenal legacy of you know, 30 years and so you you know you're trying to live up to that and the, you know the, the collective goodwill that the entire nation feels about John Clark and, and Brian doorr um so yeah we'll we'll keep going until until we're told to stop okay. uh, but yeah in 2020 I think Evan and I would love to we'd really like to do something along something longer on TV beyond a two and a half minute. Sketch. So, you know, if you're, a, you know, networks and funding bodies can look forward to uh, uh, email, <laughs> emails from us in the new year. I think.
0: I'm. Um, am I only way. You know, part way through uh, Riot Act, but I'm already getting some. Can I get your sort of permission to to reuse some of the uh, the the lines? Because, oh,
1: I'd love that. I mean, I
0: I have to write about things like radio ratings, and uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a cracker there, like the ratings boner has gone soft, you know, <laughs> which I think is is somewhere in episode two. <laughs> I might need to tweak it a fraction to to get it in, but yeah. um there's some great stuff there. Oh,
1: good, I'm, excellent.
0: I'm looking forward to expanding my uh, vocabulary. For
1: that. <laughs> well, if I if I start hearing you say ball terror, then I feel like we've uh, you know we've made a difference.
0: Okay, look, before I I let you go, Mark, to tell me uh, as a connoisseur of media, as I'm sure you are, what mm. what sort of things made you laugh this year? Can I, yeah. can I throw that one at you?
1: Yeah, no, sh- certainly. Uh, I think. This time with Alan Partridge. I mean, Alan Partridge is, uh, I I, I was speaking about this on the project last night, maybe the greatest comedy character ever created and and, and certainly the richest one, possibly even the richest (laughs) fictional character just in terms of what, you know, we're talking about over a quarter of a century now that Steve Coogan's been playing that role and existing across multiple media Radio, TV, book, film, and the character just keeps keeps getting deeper and richer, and they keep finding new ways to make Alan funny. And so this time with Alan Partridge, if you didn't see it, I think is is as good as, if not better than every you know anything else that they've done with the character. So that was the that was the highlight for me. Um, I'm trying to think what else I would have seen comedically. I, I had a second child this year, so it's okay. limited the amount of content. I, I just I'm might assuming. pick
0: you up on one point. I think there'd be a few richer. Because if you get comedy right, it is the road to untold wealth almost, isn't it? (laughs) You look at people like Seinfeld, and
1: oh, sure. No, um, when I say rich, uh, sorry, I mean rich in oh, you terms do of own like financial. No, not financial. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, sorry. I mean, a bit
0: about me. It's no, right. no, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's on the brain.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I mean rich. You'll in
0: get the w- there. Don't worry. You'll right. be talking like that. Yes,
1: thing. I, re- I mean rich in the way that maybe like a, okay. a a dark chocolate mousse might be rich. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the quality of the product. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Okay. Not my pathetic. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I thought yeah, I saw you pick me up, and I was like, oh, I think I've I've misspoken. But <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think what else. I, I have, I've, I've seen it, I've seen, I've only seen a couple of episodes of Fleabag, which was obviously excellent, but I just, I must admit that the, the two children thing has been, so when you talk about having a big year, in my head, I'm just going like, yeah, I guess I, I, changed, the, <laughs> I changed a lot of nappies. So. Oh, okay, okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> um. So yeah. it makes um things like you, you're riding at late night and things like that when...
1: Uh yeah, you what sort that? of yeah, you, you you make it work. Yeah. I mean, my wife is very accommodating. She she has taken a year off from work and so she's, you know, with the boys and and her parents who are Russian um have come out to live with us. Okay. And so, yeah, we we're lucky to have a lot of Family help, otherwise wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it. Um, so I have to, you know, yeah. give credit to that to them. Um, but yeah, no. M- m- the main thing that I, I watch actually this year has been I'm trying to trying to finally finish The West Wing.
0: That's, oh, really?
1: Yeah. So I'm halfway through wow. season seven. Okay. And uh, I'm I'm deter- <laughs> I'm determined to get through that this year. Uh, well, I've heard they've the made
0: dream. a bit of good stuff after that. So you, uh, right. Oh, really? Gonna, oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, damn this golden age. Probably i got mean, about
0: it's... two decades to catch up there. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I, because I, I, I've made the mistake of signing up to everything. I've got Netflix, Dan, Foxtel, okay. and I, I should do Amazon, and um, but I'm just not getting through it all.
0: Well, those royalty checks are rolling in, aren't you? Are you? Uh,
1: <laughs> I, well, I, I'd love some royalty. Oh, gosh, I, did, I wish I had something that had any kind of legacy. This is the problem with doing topical comedy. Yes. You know, there's, you know. It's you not get, too good for the archive, no, I guess. exactly. It, you get paid once and, and it ages terribly.
0: We're, we're Evergreen's lo- the, the popular word that. Yeah, to I, use to that's used you it. want to do something, there's make only, sure it's an evergreen. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Greta Thunberg thing kind of keeps getting, it, it yep. still gets shared every single day because there's someone raging against her every day. We did this one sort of sending up the attitude about climate change of this this thing called the Not Today Not show. Today, oh, that was brilliant. And so that sort of keeps rolling on because... Well, that could have a lot of
0: life in it. Because yeah. Because you've got a feeling those people aren't going to convert anytime soon, they seem pretty adamant. Yes, uh, and
1: it's sort of sad that for, for, for my work to, to 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 live on, I need governments to be completely inactive. <laughs> um, so I at the end, I think ultimately I would like governments actually to be a little bit more um, proactive and then and put, you and, out of a and job. put me out of a job. Yeah, yeah I don't no, need this. I no, think for I think the sake of the
0: world. <laughs> you're pretty safe that uh, there'll be plenty for you to do. <laughs> All right, look, that's great. Look, great talking to you, uh, oh, thank Mark, you. on your sort of... Um, S- smallish but but important um media tour I guess for yeah, the, uh, for for riot act
1: yeah, yeah. well i am I'm, I'm just gra- I'm, I'm actually genuinely thrilled that people like yourself and, and and the project would would even be interested to talk about it because it, yeah with podcasting it, is is that something that people are going to be interested in, in in this sort of scripted um comedy way and i, I hope so so go, go to audible.com.au Sign up, get your free 30-day trial. I've got all the talking points from uh, Audible PR. And, uh, and let's go from there, Riot Act.
0: <laughs> is, there, is there a limit on the number of that 30 days? You get credits. That's how it works, I think, isn't it? I and mean, uh, you can't go and download like... No, there, a thousand yes, books. that's can exactly you right. The, you? Yeah,
1: you get, I think you get one credit a month. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I think so that's right. Spend it wisely. Spend folks. it wisely. Yeah. I might be wrong. I'd, I'd hate to be getting the audible PR people. Yeah. Uh, but um,
0: I mean, there's no point in downloading a thousand anyway because it'd be ridiculous because yeah. you couldn't listen to them, right? So yeah. you can, but but there is plenty of good stuff there as there well is. as Riot Act. <laughs> Mark Humphries, thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you, James.